I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we have a lot to get into. As usual, we will start with what's on your mind. We'll talk about the NCAA Final Four. I'm sure we'll have to show Jason some love at that uh, that segment because I think he picked two or three of the teams correctly. We'll talk a little bit about the WWE uh, Fanatics news. Want to kind of hit on that. Facebook questions. Jason said there's a bunch of Facebook questions and there's one extra play of the week this week, which is the last, I think the last play of the week to get into the VFENS box break. So yeah, big episode ahead, but we will start with what's on your mind. Ty's shaking his hands here. He looks ready to go, looks focused, locked in. So Ty, we'll, uh, we'll start with you. There's a couple of things on my mind. One, I would say is Bitcoin and ETH in the market in that world is definitely off and running what's ETH at? ETH's at like 3400 3450 up a good bit in the last week i'd say love that i mean christian pulisic captain america i know it's panama but that third goal was super saucy ty can we talk about the easiest bet in life the other day it was pulisic to score in the u.s to win easiest bet of my life lock of the century lock of the century of the century and they tried to play us out with the whole rope of dope on he wasn't going to take the penalty kick. I love that. I love that. It was a real, it was a total American play. Like, this is going to be our strategy to get something off. It was real Ted Lasso. Like, we're going to run a play drawn up in the locker room on the pitch, which, yeah, we just play like Americans. It's brilliant. Luca Del Torre, is that how you say his last yeah. name? Had a little game to him. Number one teammate in America. I saw a video. <laughs> we should post it on Card Talk if we could find it. Of him just like basically body blocking people from police like the whole game. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was that was a fun game to watch. Final four was good. I was just down in Charleston. Did a little Keel Island bachelor party for my boy. Uh, Nate played Ocean Course Thursday, Friday. Played from the tips on Friday. Nate and his two boys destroy the ball. Played from 7,400 yards. Probably played one of the better rounds of my life. So I'm feeling good going into golf season. We got Masters coming up next weekend. We got Play of the Week defense Brock break. Let's get into it. That's how I'm feeling. Oh, and the Knicks are hot. Four in a row. Who's that helping? I know. They, even if they win out, I lose my over I don't think bet. They, I don't think they can't make the play in, right? No. They're cooked. They're, they're not making the playoffs? No, you can literally list... Every team in the NBA right now, and you don't know that the Knicks aren't making no. the playoffs? No. I also didn't realize until, like, last week that the Grizzlies are were nice. the two-seeded in the West and are awesome. They're really good. We had a convo on this podcast about John Moran. They're really <laughs> and good. you were like, you gave up a little loose poos. And I'm like, they're in the second seed. They're good. Yeah, they're man. hot. They're good. All right, Lou, what's in your mind? The only thing I wanted to mention for what's on your mind this week uh, was the retirement of my one of probably my top three favorite wrestlers of all time, Triple H. Mm. In-ring competitor is retiring. I'm wearing the Degeneration X shirt um, in his honor. One of the best of all time. 
keep pretty short and simple. He'll still be right on TV, so that's good. But provided probably like one of the elite memories of my childhood. This might gross you guys out, but like so I think it was Royal Rumble 2000 at MSG. Fire. Triple H comes out, does his thing. I was in the second row. Thankfully, that was amazing. All that good stuff. And then you know how he does like the spit thing? He did the spit thing, and I kind of felt a little bit of it come down on me, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So that was a big moment for me as a child, and I wanted to thank Triple H for that, and congratulations on his retirement. Dude, I love that. That was that was one of the best stories I think I've ever heard on Card I love that story. That That's was my, one of my favorite stories of all time. Who was your all-time favorite wrestler? Oh, man. Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty. <laughs> Ryan? I have no idea. None. He's not a wrestling guy. Never, ever got into it. Not one time. I was a big Hart Brothers guy, but then Mr. Sacco. Mr. Sacco was the whole time as well. Because my God. Jay says the ultimate warrior. The amount of Mr. Sacco's <laughs> that I've received and given to humans in my oh, life. All time. Yeah. And Cactus Jack's good yeah. too. I used to love Cactus Jack. Yeah. So I actually have a couple things on my mind today, but that is the first one. I know we talked about it in like the what's coming up on this episode type thing. WWE, right? So I saw yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Monday, right? Fanatics announced an exclusive partnership with WWE. And Lou sent that to us. It was like the athletic article. And I was like, man, that's like, I think I've heard this before. And you just a quick little Google search and you just, you know, Google. And you're like, that's weird. Panini posted an article on October 26th, 2021 that says, Panini, I don't have it in front of me, but Panini... Uh, signs an exclusive trading card deal with WWE. And in the athletic article yesterday, it says WWE trading cards for fanatics. Uh, uh, I guess I didn't realize this is how business, the you know, this works, but I was surprised to see that six months after Panini signed an exclusive trading card deal for it, fanatics has already acquired it. Uh, seems very odd. I would say this. Number one on the WWE, I mean, on the Panini side, this upcoming prison release is supposed to be like the start of that of that partnership, right? So, like, it was definitely moving forward. I would love to know how that came together. The thing I would say on the Fanatic side is, and this is all speculation, the part where they're like, hey, we're doing NFTs with candy. We're going to do all your e-com through the Fanatic site. We're going to do your trading cards. We're going to do your memorabilia. Maybe, like, the all-encompassing nature of that might have overpowered just the trading card portion of the deal. WWE loves a deal, like... They had WWE Network, and they were like, hey, we're going to go to Peacock. So, like, they love those types of deals where they don't – they're basically licensing, licensing out all of that work. So, I don't know. Right. You watch a lot of sports in life. Mm-hmm. How many times have college football coaches signed a 10-year deal, and after one year, they hit the fucking high road to whatever the next best school is? I don't know like about when Ryan Day deals, but... what happens. <laughs> I don't even mean Ryan Day. I mean dudes like – College basketball, that'll. My man from St. Peter is like. Is, yeah, Sha- man, Shaquille yeah. Holloway. Shaheen. New deal, new school. Is it Shaheen? Shaheen. Six months ago, he's like, I'm here for life. Woohoo. Like, that's just business. Shaheen Holloway. Yeah. He was taking the Seton Hall job after this year anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. Point stands. Shaka Smart. Yeah. yeah Shaka Smart. See ya. My guy. What was uh, Bill OB? See ya. Yeah, I was just really surprised by that. I'm like, oh, cool. Panini signed Fanatic or Panini signed WWE. That's cool. Like, gives Panini something else once Fanatics takes basketball and football license. LeBron, and like, see ya. Mm, mm, actually, mm, 
Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Wait a minute. minute. That's what I'm saying. Like, WWE NFTs are going to be a big deal. I'm just saying. Big hacks. I'm trying to rip them. The other thing on my mind, real quick. Uh, we're 120. Oh, we're still here then? We're still on your yeah, mind? We're, Seven minutes we're later? We're, we're 120, 120 days from the national. I mean, we just have to. Yeah, it's 120 days. That's what? 120 days. That's further than I think. Yeah, that's not that long. That's now. a long time from now. A lot can happen in 120 days. 120 days. Are you thinking about your inventory? Mm, no, not really. You're right. Like Lou said, a lot can happen in that time. Are you driving there, Rye? Yeah, most likely. We're setting up. Oof. Yeah. That's a tough drive. And bringing a whole squad. We got a good setup going? Lou's Poo's always sets us up proper. That's true. We will be set up on our side. That's for that's for certain. I think we're like right next to Rye. Same spot we were in last year? No, I'm pretty sure I said where I got our table is like two away from Ryan, one away from Aaron. Like we're in our own oh, little area. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Unless Rye changed on us, which is possible. No, I didn't change. I've already booked it in. I'm locked in. All right. Great. See everybody there. Car Talk Live from the National again. Definitely recording. Yeah, Car Talk Live from the National. POAP winner dinner at the National. It's getting it's getting real. Maybe some other things happening at the National brought to you by Car Talk. We'll see. All right. What else? Uh, Final Four. I was really hoping the Peacocks would have got it done. How much were you hoping? Were you hoping as much as my significantly over amount money line bet. Do you want to talk about how Jason was right and we didn't give him credit in the moment? Not really. Okay. Uh, uh, Jay, just remember that I gave that opportunity out and everyone shut it down. I just want to put that out there. He did. He did. He did. Ryan, I mean... I mean, Brian, Jay, which teams did you have? I know he had Carolina. That was one we laughed at and he just absolutely dominated. I mean, when you nail Carolina, I mean, you're automatically... Eight seed, bro. Yeah. It's a good you job. Called Carolina the and Jay. Final Four. That's crazy. I, I saw something I the other day. They've never they've never met in the tournament. Yeah, that can't be true. They've never met in the tournament. I, I, I think the same thing. I'm like, true. there's no way. No way that that's true. The first time they ever meet is to go to the national championship. Are you kidding me? In K's final year. This is the part that's crazy, right? Like, if UNC wins this game. It's a, the ultimate end of just nail in your career. I, I have a question. This. this is a serious this is a serious question, and this is going to sound ridiculous when I say it, but I mean it. Does it completely invalidate everything else Coach K has ever done <laughs> if UNC wins? I was going to say nail in the coffin. <laughs> I wouldn't call his career coffin, but it's it's a lasting memory. Absolutely lasting if, memory. If Coach K wins it all this year, does it prove we're in a simulation? It proves that the, his team is nasty because they are filthy. You don't think it's scripted? Uh, uh, more than Tom Brady. Winning, going back, riding into Tampa, winning that ring. Going back, brother. He was still playing. He just moved on. Yeah, I mean, he said, see you in New England. I'm going to go down here, just win a ring. I, I, I can get behind the argument that maybe LeBron's was scripted more when he went to Cleveland. And came back from um, down 3-1. But wait, was there murmurs over the weekend about a yes. potential deal yes. for Mr. Brady yes. to Miami? The guy that broke the Brady to the Bucks news is the same guy talking about it. Jay? Well, the Niners thing was real, too. Start the search now, because I'm pretty sure Lou and I said he comes back, plays for a different team. I don't know, man. I think the, the Brady thing's so weird, because it's 
it seems very obvious to me that he wanted to come back and play for the Niners. The Niners pretty much told him no. And then he was like, all right, I'll just go play for the Bucks." To- and then I think he was also pursuing there – was, there was murmurs of that Dolphins thing where he was like going to get ownership percentage or something like that. So – but then all that stuff happened. So I think that got that away. But now that's cooled down. He might be trying to push, push that back. Again. Steven Ross is a gangster and I can see it happen. I got to give it to my man Jay. He asked if he can jump in and give a little color to his UNC pick. Jay, enter stage left. Yeah, my thought, my whole thought behind that North Carolina pick was I watched that Duke North Carolina game uh, when Coach K's last game at home, and I was like, "That's an impossible spot for North Carolina to come in and beat them with all those alumni and all that you know hype behind that game." So when I saw North Carolina do that, I was like, "They're about to get hot!" Like that was a big spot that they won in, and I just felt like they were about to get hot. And I like picking the hot team going into the tournament, and I didn't like Baylor, so I figured they had a shot. If they, if they, when the eight seed beats the one seed. They now have the one seeds draw. So they have like, you know, a, a decent run. I thought they had a good shot to beat them. So that was the pick. It's a good job, Jay. That's a good I re- Jay just dominated. Jay. And, and that was boom, good boom, rationale. Boom, that's good rationale. Yeah. He thought it through. Like that. All right. Let's uh let's get into some of the Facebook questions. I know Jason said we had a ton of those today. So shout out to everybody who submitted questions via the Facebook group. All right, so Kristen Jackson asks, do F1 cards just go up from here or will the sport dip if the Netflix series ever ends? Nothing goes up forever. That's not how life works. We've learned that. Nothing goes Yeah, we learned that with the sports card market. That's how it goes. Will there will there continue to be some growth here in the next year? I think, yeah. But eventually, there it, it will plateau. Things will go down. Yuki Tsunoda might not become Max Verstappen. His cards are going to go down. Charles Leclerc could fall apart, and their car could be terrible, and his cards are going to go down. Lewis is struggling this year. His cards are going down. That's just the way it goes. So that's not true. The Netflix series ever ending, that's not happening. Anytime soon. I can't see that happening for at least five What's years. The, so. the sports talking about, yeah, we would rather not that be the case. Yeah, we'd rather not, it's like NFL being yeah, we'd rather like, not have access. CPA, no Monday Night Football. <laughs> I read a, an article about the F1 and the Netflix documentary, and it was basically saying that the sport is getting paid for it. So it's like a big commercial. Of course it is. I'm like, why on earth would they want to stop? Yeah, that? The F1 would be like, yeah, you know what? Those 200 million subscribers you have, we're okay. Yeah. And you're going to pay us? Nah. No, we don't, we don't like that. We don't like money. No, thanks. Yes. I will say they need, to, they need to clean it up a little bit because it's a little too dramatic. They need to get back to where it was like two years ago, and then we can... Continue on. That's real, real quick. I th- this is the longest we've gone into a show in a while without talking about F one. I thought we just weren't doing it, so we're not going to talk a lot about it. But like, I posted on Twitter. I watched the the, the race. My man Max, dude, he he got to go. Like, he's just the most dangerous, it's just, unsafe, it's, ridiculous complainer I've ever met in my just entire life. He complains all the time. And I would no, love I mean, to have feel, Max. I feel super hi- hypocritical as I complain about a complainer. That's just not like. That's not good out of me, but I'm like, no, I just is. can't do it. I just can't, man. Like, Some he's so over. He's the Luka Doncic of F1. Now, like, Luka Doncic of F1. I think it was Lou that sent us this article that said, like, it, like who follows who on each social media. And, like, Lewis is not followed by, like, anybody, I don't think. So, it's like, it seems like Lewis might not be the guy that's liked. But I, I, every time I hear Max, I'm like, dude, he just What whined. are you talking about right now? There was an article that, like. I thought you said oh, like driver us. drama about following on Instagram. Yeah, who follows who? I like that. I like that you're reading those articles. That makes me happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Lewis follow I'm... no one on Instagram? I don't know if it's no one follows Lewis or Lewis follows no one. It's probably Lewis, Lewis follows, follows no one. On 
that maybe was that's such what a power move. Like, hey, I'm Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, he I'm doesn't follow anyone. Maybe that's what it was. And he has 27 million followers on Instagram. Crazy. All right. Cody Maiden asks, how do you feel about the changes CSG made? Where do you now put them relative to the other major grading companies in terms of current and future value? I like us taking turns reading. In. Okay, great. Brian, your thoughts on CSG? I I will likely send some stuff in, some cheaper stuff in, just to see what it looks like, just to see how I do. They have an ch- option right now that's bulk. It's like 12 bucks a card. The price point is intriguing. People are always buying cheap slabs, so like the, the price point's intriguing. I have heard the grading is really, really tough. I heard it's like crazy, crazy tough. So we'll see. Again, I, I haven't uh, I haven't said anything before in ever. Uh, at the moment, I'm still not putting them above what I would consider the big three, right? PSA Beckett's uh, SGC. But I'll probably try out a couple, see what it looks like, see how I do, and get an experience or get, in a, get an idea of what the experience grading cards is like with them. And then I'll probably have a better uh, opinion one way or the other. Jay with another good point. Jay's having a good episode. Owned by Fanatics. Yes, there's strong business connections there. They are owned by Fanatics. Their new green label 9.5s are going to transfer to 10s, which I think is a good job by them, smart for them, um, to get that, you know, make people feel good about that. So that's good. And then I, Rye, I saw that as well about like their grading super tough. I don't understand why that would be considered to be a negative. Because if everyone's biggest concern is that like cards are getting graded poorly and there's all these new graders and everything's a problem when there's new graders and everyone gets too good of grades or they get too bad of grades, right? Wouldn't the logical conclusion be just get the toughest grader possible and those grades stand above the other grades, graders? Yeah, I mean, logically that makes sense. So then what's the, con- I, don't, I don't understand what like the concern is on that point. Other than, oh, people just want 10s. Yeah, people just want 10s. Yeah, I think it's cool. I, we've always said their slabs are the best. Like the the plastic slabs are like not the best, but like really really good. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah, the quality is nice. I hated the labels. Hated the them, labels. They were, they the labels awful. stunk. And I think it's fair to say that they've not changed it, so they, we can acknowledge that they thought that as well, maybe a little bit. So, I want to throw it out there. Has anyone used ISA? It's my. I mean, Coons. It's my boy. He keeps hitting yeah, me with Coons. it. ISA. I haven't used it. I got to try it. And I just want to give him a little love. I have no clue about it. I've seen the slab. That's it. Don't even know the prices. But I know it's in the mix. Kyle Dominguez asks, any World Cup plays? Are you waiting for groups to be announced? Yes, I have World Cup plays. Actually. Do groups have any impact on what you do? I feel like no. I would assume so, right? Groups? I mean... Yeah, how far you get, chances are that you're going to be pretty yeah, it's good. Like, it's like the matchups you get in the NFL playoffs. Yeah. But does that impact your your card decisions? Yeah, I mean, who do you think has the easiest path to get to the Super Bowl? Maybe the best player of the tournament. Are they the favorites? They're up there. They're up there. I mean, there's some other good teams. This Hog was going to be nasty, too. Uh, Gio Reyna is a play that I definitely like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Cristiano Ronaldo. And then Joao Felix, I think Portugal has a shot to be decent if they can actually clinch. That's a, They're not fully in yet. Italy didn't make the World Cup. Two times in a row, I saw Italy did not make the World Cup. Such a shame. 
Lewandowski just never gets hobby love. I picked up a goal to him the other day. PSA 10. That's a good job. Gold. In a, in a trade. He's a beast. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of young English characters. I don't know. I really like Sokka. Sancho's kind of not even in the squad right now. Rashford's not in the squad. Well, the guys are in trouble, right? Like, with their direction of their career? Yeah, wasn't one of them in, like, in actual trouble? Oh, no, that's Mason Greenwood. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, Mason Greenwood. All right, Ty, you're up. Question. KJ Clausen asks, teaching a class on sports cards to high schoolers, what advice would you give those kids about cards? I met KJ. If KJ's my guy, I met KJ at our trade night, actually. That's cool. Yeah. Collect what you like. So I actually think this is an interesting opportunity because you know how people always say that they don't teach you about real stuff in school? Mm-hmm. Using sports cards as a as a vessel to teach is a very interesting way to teach people about like economics and like money management and all of that. Big fan. It's a good idea. Yeah, a thousand percent agree. Teaching a class, what advice would you give to those kids about cards? That's really difficult to say. Like one thing for kids. I would say intuition. To your point, Ryan. Tr- collect what you like. Is aka follow your intuition. Try to silence as much noise as possible. As much as you can silence outside noise and focus on what you actually believe to be true based on what you know, that helps. And two, I would say, is that action beats inaction. Action beats inaction. And what I mean by that is the more you do, the more you trade, the more you're trading. The more you're in, like, there's collecting and then there's buying and selling and negotiating and transactions in the market and it's just like you could go to a show and not do any deals but if you do one deal the likelihood that you do a second deal is far greater i believe and so it's like totally action i think that's the main thing that you learn sales you learn how to go to bed with your decisions that you make you know like because i think that early on it teaches you that gut that you need to have in business like once I shake on this, mom can't come and be like, give him his car back. Because mm-hmm. that's a deal, you know? And like, and you go home and you might be sad that you don't have that card anymore. You got to live with that. And then you learn that what your actions kind of mean and how to navigate in business. I think that's a really powerful thing. And to tack on to that, like you, you might, you want to make a deal that is actually good. And then you still feel bad that you let it go. Like learning how to move with your actions and like make decisions, I think is a very valuable lesson for a lot of kids. So Mr. Clausen, I hope your kids enjoy this lesson. Yeah, cards can definitely teach you a lot about, like I said, finance, life, business world. It really can. It really can. On a very basic level, it can. Will Levine asks, um, just talk about what you guys think about Drake and Ken ripping 1986 wax and flawless boxes on IG Live. We have thoughts on this. I will let Ryan go first. Uh, it's good exposure for the hobby. If if that is your thing and that is what you believe, like that is what you're looking for, I'm in I'm indifferent about it. I'm kind of I guess numb to it at this point. I think that it was entertainment and good for people in that regard, but I don't I don't think at this part of the game it's doing too much. You know, like I've seen him, he's doing with stake. He's doing a lot of sports gambling. I think he's operating yeah. in audiences and doing his doing his dance and his game, and you know. I I respect it and good on Ken and them for setting it up and but it's not anything I care to go too crazy on. 
Yeah, it's dope from like a viewership perspective and like an entertainment value perspective. I actually didn't get a chance to watch it, so I don't know how entertaining it actually was. But I've what I've come to realize in the last year or so is the impact of a celebrity ripping five hundred thousand dollar boxes of cards or whatever. How much nineteen eighty six Fleer costs right now? On the the impact that has on the day to day collector and trader and participator in the in the card hobby is very very low. So it's cool, but nothing beyond the entertainment value to me. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't be upset if I got to rip boxes of cards with Drake. Yeah, I'd be sick. Certainly not turning that down. Sounds like a great time. But impact on the larger hobby is not there. Yeah, sure. All right. Oh, this is a good question. Luke Horton asks, which do you feel is the better investment opportunity over the next few years, Tua or Hertz? Hertz. 2020 Prism Football. Wax. Why do you never answer the question as it's asked? Because this is like... The point of the question is that it's hard. Yeah, it's like, which one would you rather lose? Like a toe or a finger? Like they both think. No, I choose my elbow. Like that's what you just said. <laughs> uh, hurts. Hurts. I agree. Hurts is going to play. Yeah, hurts. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Just saying. The upside on both seems to be pretty low at this exact moment in time, as you can tell by Ryan not answering the question. But yeah, yeah I I'm not in. I'm I'm out. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it easy on this question because it's a little bit aggressive. But uh, Michael Davis for the boys, blah, blah blah. I may have an opportunity to work in the hobby. Can you talk about doing your passion as a full part, full slash part time job and not getting burned out? Unless Ryan is the card terminator, he must get burned out sometimes, right? Underrated podcast. Watch out. And then I'm going to stop there because it gets a little bit over the top. Right. Basically, the question is, how do you not get burnt out doing cards every day? I think this is something we've talked about a little bit in recent episodes. Yeah. So have I had, you know, short term burnout in the past? Yeah. Like it, it's 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 happened. Um, but I'll be honest, like this is there's nothing on Earth I would rather do. Nothing like nothing at all. Like it, it's like. This is my my business, my hobby. It's it's the only thing I like want to do every day, right? Like I just like it's not an it's I just feel like I'm want like I I've yet to meet somebody that's like more passionate about doing this on a daily basis than I am. Like and it's not to say like oh that's like so cool like wow like wow you're the like it's not like meant to be like a like a boast it's just like this is this is all I uh, all I want to do so it's like it's not to say that there aren't struggles and there's not like short term burnout but I don't know I feel like I might be different in this so like I Ty and Loom you might have a different opinion on this but like yeah that would that's kind of my take is like I yeah I don't know if that answers the question I think it does I mean. I think if you're worried about being burned out before taking a job, that's a flag. I don't know if that's a flag, bro. I think I think people are hyper aware of the fact that it's very easy to get burnt out. That's become like very much in the zeitgeist of how life is now. Like people talk about burnout at work and all that. So it's not that surprising. Yeah, I know. But like, is the job asking? I mean, I mean I think in anything is, in life. I may have an opportunity to work in the hobby. You talk about doing your passion as a full part-time job and not getting burned out. I mean, your passion as a full part-time job should be something that you don't get burned out over is kind of my opinion. And I think that if we're talking about a full-time job, like the reality is, is yeah, people get tired of it. Sure. It sounds like 
you know, work at times. If you're lucky enough that your work is your passion, that's amazing. To yeah, me, think, it's a red flag I think, that you are contemplating the fact that you might get burned out when you're seemingly working on your passion. Is kind of my thing. Like, I wouldn't feel, I would feel a little bit more job if I got a job at Fanatics full time. And I worked 50 hours a week on all things. Uh, sports cards. It's not that I would feel burnt out. It's like it, it's a job. I think the point is that work is work, and sometimes you get tired doing work. Yes. And so you need to be very conscious of the fact that you don't allow the fact that it's work to seep into something that you enjoy and poison yes. the thing that you enjoy for you. That's yeah. the important part. And I think the big thing, like that, I didn't do early on as much is like have, like you're taking your passion to your job. What is now your passion outside of your job? Like, what else do you enjoy doing with your free time? Because if the only thing you do is that, it's like, if there's no escapism outside of the thing that becomes your escape, you know, that you, your escapism that you make a job, because I think that's why a lot of people click cards, right? Like, so I do social media. That's why, like, a lot of things become escapisms. Um, I think it's important to have other Mm -hmm. hobbies outside of that, that you can still choose to do to get away from the card thing you know i would rather be doing this than like tyler said working a nine to five 50 hours a week or whatever it may be um but yeah there's there, you definitely got to have other things to do that you know help you uh decompress all right play of the week i'll, I'll take over lou and ty not used to i mean they answer they answer the questions but that's really that's really what we got out of them today so i'll uh what we read the question. Yeah, brother, it's time to transition to play of the week, and you guys just didn't have any of the energy there. Just... All right, on this week's play of the week, it's a big week. Jason has told us that it is, you know, you may have not heard this before, but Jason's- It's a monumental yeah, week. Jason, you may, this might be the first time you've heard this. Jason said this is a big week of play of the week. It is chaos, Judy. We're going to keep going because Ryan wanted to talk a little smack. Play of the week this week. It's the last opportunity to get into the V-Friends break. I'm fired up. Let's get into it. This play of the week is brought to you by 1.37 p.m. There we go. There we go. Oh, this is from Pioneer Sports Cards on Instagram with a nice Lewis Hamilton profile photo, seems. All right. I wanted to get in on some of the fun for plays of the week. Play of the week. I'm technically jumping the gun, sending it in now. Isn't that a disqualification? But I'm so excited by it. For context to people listening, I mainly focus on Formula One. Last December, when people were targeting 2020 Topps Chrome F1, I went back and started purchasing rookies of the all-time greats. I purchased a Niki Lauda, 1974 Sport Vedettes, and a 1980 Elaine Prost from Spain that took two months to arrive in the U.S. I purchased these for 100 each. In February, I sent the cards off and received and have received them back over the last few weeks. The Lauda got a 1.5 and I sold it the day I got it back. To me, for 1K, netting over $800. The Prost graded in 8.5 and is the second highest ever graded behind a 9. No Prost card in a PSA grade that high has ever been sold, but an SGC 8 did 24.50 a month ago. I'm currently keeping it for my PC, but figure with vintage F1 growing at a rapid rate, it could potentially do 5K in a month or two if it was put up for auction. Vintage F1 is a, like a little sleeper thing happening that not a lot of people are engaging in. I don't know where I know, I know Nikki Lauda from. I feel like that was in a movie or something. That's where I know that name from. I know. I, you know what I'm talking about, right? Excited. I'm trying yeah. to, I can't remember what it is, but great play by Pioneer. Love it. I would love to see one of these cards at an auction. So I hope he puts it up for auction soon. 
Yeah, I mean, heck of a play. Grabbing, I mean, we've seen a lot of uh, F1 plays happening internationally. Uh, wasn't that where Hannah got hers? I thought it was from like an international auction. I've never purchased cards like... I mean, I've purchased cards from like other sellers internationally, but not as much like from like auctions or things like that. So seems like I could be missing out there. But yeah, heck of a play. For those listening, Niki Lauda was an Austrian Formula One driver and aviation entrepreneur. Three-time F1 World Drivers Champion winning in 1975, 77, and 84, seven years later, and is the only driver in F1 history to have been champion for both Ferrari and McLaren two of the sport's most successful constructors. Very cool. Okay, next. Seat picks and cards. Seat picks and sports cards. That's pretty cool. Clearly the guy goes to a lot of baseball games. Yeah, he a baseball it. picture of his profile pic. What do we got here? Okay, see what we got. Love the podcast. Been listening since the first episode. Respect. Coming up on 100. I collected cards in the 90s as a kid and got back into collecting cards after listening to Gary Vee. Since he got me back in, I started looking at his cards and bought two 2019 Topps Direct 360 Auto for 50 each in March 2020. Sent them to SGC and both came back double jammies. 10 Auto, 10 Card. Love to see it. After the launch of the Zero Cool Friends V Friends boxes, I felt like the time was right to list one, and the auction ended right at $1,300. At Initial investment for 200 with grading and all for both cards. Almost 1K in profit. Still got one more to keep as his car continues to climb. Also, I've been to both of Ryan's shops in Ohio, and it's ridiculous that Lou and Tyler have not made the trip yet. True. Book the damn flight. True. That's super respect. I love this play. I'm a big fan. Setting aside the fact that we, you know, we know who Gary is. I love the idea of celebrity cards. I love the idea of how these things grow, right? So like a March 2020 purchase of a Gary Auto is really interesting at number one that what time in the world that was um and just like the the vibes of his set at that time when they came out versus where they are now right it's just the foresight of saying like oh gary's gonna continue to make interesting things and then boom here comes v friends and boom here comes a v friends boxes and then you grade the cars and you sell them for a thousand i love it it's a pretty sweet card too clean yeah i gotta say man shout out to to gary for get me one of those sets at you know, when we were in the office breaking a box of E-Friends where he's like, hey, Ryan, here, open this. And there's a Gary Auto in there that I actually didn't own, which is the same card. So, I mean, real shout out to Gary for for that. That was that was pretty cool. Like, never owned one of those before. Now I do. Might have to, you know, maybe get here on Play of the Week. Um, I can't get on Play of the Week. That would require me to sell it, and I can't do that. So Yeah, I mean, you're um, immediately ineligible. Be a real shame <laughs> there was another Gary play this week. Yeah. All right, yeah, no heck of a play. And shout out to him for... Uh, I mean, coming to both the shops, I mean, real MVP. Listen to Cartux since day one, and Tyler and Lou haven't come to the shop, either shop once, you know, three, it's, two years. It's fact. It's an inevitable fact. It's true. All right, next play. Super Sam 57. In Sam's photo, he's looking out at a lighthouse. All right, Jay. Play of the week submission. I purchased this Gary V. Topps box in 2019 for 60 bucks. I luckily pulled a Gary V auto and I've kept it in my room since. I wanted some extra cash, so I decided to list it on eBay. I ended up selling it for $500.50 plus $12 in shipping. After fees, I ended up with a profit of $371.84. Pretty good return for a $60 box back in 2019. So heck of a play, but but I'll be honest, that tells you the value of where SGC is at currently in the market because he got 
thirteen hundred for an SGC 1010, and this raw one did five hundred dollars. So, I love it. I'm exactly agree with you, right? The part I want to really focus on for this for this submission is I wanted some extra cash, but I decided to list it on eBay. You don't need to save your cards for the ultimate play for your entire life. Sometimes, if you just want some extra cash, you can just get rid of a card for some money that you that you've seen grow. Big fan. Just wanted yep. to hammer that home because that's become like almost frowned upon in a way. And I think I do that sometimes. too. was like, oh, you could have kept that and sold it for more, right? Yeah, not everything goes up for in perpetuity. Not everything goes up forever. And like not everything needs to be like – we say this too. Not everything needs to be like for the top dollar forever, you know? Yep. Love it. All right. I at first, looking at the photo, I was like, did man's take a – photo of the cards on his lawn next to the sidewalk. No, it's definitely on a rug. <laughs> I, yeah, I picked up on it. Because like, you got the shadow. Hold on. It's a good play. Good work, Super Taking Seth. pictures of cards and posting them is like one of the hardest things you can do on Earth, so I get that. The angle... You would be amazed at what you could do with a good light and a piece of wood. Yeah, but I don't have a light. I got... Or but you could buy one on Amazon for $20 and you could buy a piece of wood at a store for $10. Or buy a light box on Amazon. Just like walk for out of Home Depot with one piece of wood. Fifteen bucks. <laughs> I don't take pics. Next, I say it's two by four. <laughs> oh man. Oh brother. Oh boy. Uh, I can. I... Ty, I think you should. You should read this one. Sunrise sunset xx on Twitter with no profile photo. No portfolio, no, no profile photo. Hey guys, been an OG listener from the jump. Let's go. Two of that energy mm-hmm. today. Thanks for everything you do for the hobby, Ryan. Over a year ago, <laughs> I believed in non-sports and purchased a case of 2001 Panini Harry Potter for 800 bucks, which comes out to only 33 per box. Oh my God. This set contains the hollow rookies of Harry, Hermione, etc., displaying the images of Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson which is a key thing. Mm-hmm. I rushed to rip a few boxes and sub to PSA while it was still open and had low pricing. And Sunrise, I know you're a listener because of that. I had to be patient with this play, but new non-sports was incredibly undervalued. I've slowly been getting slabs back this year and demand for Harry Potter is incredible. I've already sold a PSA 10 Harry Potter hollow rookie for $22.50. I also sold a number of other Harrys, Hermione's, Gryffindor's, Dumbledore's, at various grades for an additional $24.44. Calculating the boxes ripped, grading, and eBay fees, I've netted $3,625 so far. With all of the PSA Harry Potter slabs that I still have, they're valued at over twenty grand based on comps, and I still have multiple boxes that I'm keeping sealed. Pause for one second. I don't know if I can accept twenty k on face value. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just multiplying out based on what... They sold, I guess. Maybe. Keep going. These are incredibly hard to grade, and I'm keeping a PSA 10 hollow rookie of every Harry Potter character from my PC as I believe in non-sports and Harry Potter long-term. Those are all free for me as I'm already heavily into profit on this play. Slabs continue to sell every week as more people learn of Harry Potter cards. This play required long-term vision, patience, and moving fast to get an inexpensive PSA grading, but it paid off. Thanks again for shining a light on non-sports cards. As fellow Harry Potter fans, also check out the Artbox autograph cards. Yeah, I was watching a Daniel Ratcliffe auto the other day, trying to grab one for the PC, and was driving and missed it. You hate to see it. I love this. 
this play is just so makes me so happy, but also pain. Do you think this is the one that Jason was talking about? Like, hey, does it count if they sold it in December? Because I don't see a sale date on this. Just want to put that out there. Top 12. Nope, Jay said, all right, good. I'm just joking, Jay. I'm totally kidding. Sold I love recently. it. He said sold recently. Yeah, I love it. This is a great play. So, it's an all-time play. When did we start talking about these at that first national show? I think so. These are very, very interesting. I love the idea of keeping some for long-term because this feels like... Cheaper boxes? I don't know. So this is what I've really got to say about Harry Potter. I mean, Secrets of Dumbledore is about to come out and be a smash. Is it? (laughs) Is it? I love Liz. Marvel. The Marvel era began in 1961. Judy, if I'm wrong, correct me. 60 years old. Harry Potter as like a thing was 97. I think it's 25 years old. There is a lot that is going to happen with what I'll just call the wizarding world. Marvel Comics number one is from 1939. And they're just making freaking movies about them. I'm super long on Harry Potter. Yeah, I said it before uh, when we talked about Harry Potter with that triple autograph with Ron, uh, Hermione, and Harry. And uh, I think like... Thinking back on it, I don't think there was a more important uh, or a more, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for this, but like Harry Potter was the impactful. series, w- was what? Impactful, is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, the most impactful uh, movie series on my childhood. I think for a lot of people, it might have been like Star Wars, there might have been like for people, you know, younger than or older than I am, but like Marvel wasn't a, like... I don't remember watching a lot. Like, Marvel wasn't as big until later in, like, later in my life. Um, but, like, Harry Potter, man, like, I just remember going to see all of the movies and it just being, like, such a big deal. That's right. You and everyone else aged, like, 26 to 34, like, in the world. Yeah, I just, it was, I, I'm not as big into stickers. Stickers don't do as much for me. They never have. That's why I, I, I I've struggled with I've struggled with with some soccer stuff as I just I don't have as much personal interest in stickers. I like the autographs way more, but yeah, I mean, what a what a play to be able to grab it, rip some, keep some sealed, grade it cheap, knowing that you a know case those for eight hundred is like it's crazy. It they must have got it when we um, first 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 spoke about it. That's yeah, pretty good. It's a heck of like a how play. many sealed boxes do they have left? Like that's what are the boxes doing? And they now? still have it. I would love to know. Are there any more plays? Yeah, there's two more, I think. Oh, man. Is this a Mercari play? All right. So, um, Zon Morning, excuse me if I said that incorrectly, um, bought this 2002 Fleer WWE Royal Rumble lot on 6520, pulled the Cena and sent the PSA economy. It came back a nine and sold on 327 for 1150. Um, so, for those who don't know, the, the 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble set is the John Cena rookie card that everyone loves. PSA 9, I feel like, is extremely high. I think the normal grade for that card is like a 7, a 6, or a 7. So a 9 is a great grade on that card. Shout out to the title on Mercari. 2002 wrestling cards, 100 of them. <laughs> it says 2002 Fleer wrestling cards, 100 of them. 
<laughs> Pretty direct and to the point. I'm a big fan of that listing. I mean, and shout out to Zon Morning for the, you know, not a novel. I mean, just straight. Oh, it. yeah, I respect it. Bought I'm this a big... lot on this date, sent it to PSA, got it this, boom, sold it for this. I love a good story, but like the quick and to the point ones are real good for me personally. Um, 1150 I feel like, is a great deal for that card, and it's a good job by them. So 25 bucks, something in PSA economy. Was that one? So that's 99 cards left, it sounds like. Yeah, but I don't know what else is in that set. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like. I mean, it says 100 of them. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good play. The Cena rookie is is one that I find to be an interesting an interesting card. I think Cena has an opportunity to become like a very 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 famous uh, person in the world if he plays his cards right. So I like it as an upside play as well. All right, so we have one more play, and Jason says it is not in contention to win play of the week, but it is a uh, honorary mention. So I don't think we've ever had too many of those in here. Oh wow, this is crazy. So I will uh, I will read this because we'll uh, you guys will get a kick out of this. October 10, 2020 is like not even close to the in contention. You know who this is, right? Yeah. OK. All right. So he said it's not uh, it's not a contention, but this is when he bought it. That's what he bought. Yeah, he All right. So this recently. is from our guy Storybook Cards. So Roberto. He says, not sure where we landed on allowing multiple submissions. So all good if I get DQ'd. But I had to share my biggest play to date. A few years ago, I decided I wanted to collect Kabooms and potentially chase the complete 2018 Panini Pack Kaboom set because I loved the look of the insert. Back in October of 2020, I stumbled upon a listing that most definitely caught my eye. Three PSA 10 gold Kabooms of Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Clay Thompson. As a Bay Area native and a diehard Warriors fan, I knew I had to have the set. After some back and forth, we settled on $12,000 for the three cards. At the time, that was a lot of money for an insert of non-rookies, but I didn't care. I love the look, and as a Dubs fan, it was a must-have. Fast forward a few years, a few years later, and the chase for a complete 2018 Gold Kaboom set became almost impossible because of how much prices have run up. So, I decided to stop the chase and part ways with the Kabooms I've collected in the process. Beyond having a ton of fun in grading the cards in the set, I got to meet some amazing humans along the way. This easily is my favorite part of the journey. That said, the returns weren't half bad. Last Sunday, the PWCC Premier Auction included these three, and they ended up with a total selling price of $105,600, including the buyer's premium for the three cards. After splitting the buyer's premium with PWCC, I netted $96,100. And after an initial investment of twelve grand, I officially made $84,000. $100. Much love, boys. Keep doing your thing, Roberto. That's good work, Roberto. Roberto's my guy. Roberto's one of my closest friends in the hobby, like that as a hobby friend. We've met at a couple of different Dallas shows. He's part of the crew of my man Supreme Sales as well. Mm. Yeah, I do not talk uh, to Roberto on a daily basis like uh, Ty might, but Roberto is an awesome human being, and this is an, this is an incredible sale. This is an incredible, I mean, $84,000 on three cards. my guy. That is Vision. an all-time. He was dialed on it for a while. Yeah, that's... That intuition is something else. Uh-huh. That is wild. So, yeah, amazing play. Amazing play. Uh, shout out to Storybook Cars on, on that. Jay, can you talk... Can you go back through? My lean is the F1 play. 
F1's a strong play. The Harry Potter's a really strong play. I just feel like the market's not there for it. Mm-hmm. F1 play. F1 play. The Harry Potter play is crazy. I gotta say this, because long-time listener, and I'm a Harry Potter person, and they played all the plays. I'm not sure the market is where it is in that. Like, to your point, the 20K face value, I just, I'm not sure. If he sold both cards, I would have said the F1 play. I'm going to take the, the Harry Potter play. Interesting. So, F1 Wait, F1 why? Wins. Talk me through that. It just didn't sell it. He didn't sell like, all, of his, all of his Harry Potter either. Yeah, but he made 20 grand, not 800 He didn't bucks. make 20 grand. He says he has value of 20 grand. Fair. F, uh, uh, Harry Potter. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, you, F1 still wins. F1 still wins. You still win. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I'd still take the Harry Potter as the play. Graded all those cards early, has them already. Like, listen, Noah. All I know is that I carried you over the finish line here. That's all I'm saying. If you pioneer, yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, not no way. If you don't yeah, tune in gets to the one AM live stream <laughs> when lights go down, yeah, I better see you uh, in the comments. You are not coming to dinner at the national. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I just I'm gonna feel bad for the rest of the day that I didn't go Harry Potter play. I'm shocked that the Harry Potter play didn't win there. Stunt. I don't even know what I just did. I just Stunner. don't. I don't know why. It feels like the market bigger ups at the UNC. I just. I feel like I know the market and let's see Harry Potter nine. Jay can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I just. I love the idea of a vintage F one. So. I mean the Hermione the nine BGS nine did eighty five bucks. Maybe there's just no tens out there. Like, are you having a change of heart right now? Like, subtly, I'm not even having a change of heart. (laughs) My gut feels terrible. Like, I feel like I did wrong by Harry. Like, not you kind of disappoint you. You really slapped Daniel Radcliffe. I want to carry on my shoulders. But guess what, boys? Tiger Woods is playing at the Masters. He is. That's the word on the street. That's cool. Is he really? Word on the street. I thought he was don't let Colin Morikawa get hot. You know, don't let Netflix launch their PGA Tour show next year. Just the way you push for for golf. I hope it happens. I just don't see it. Yeah, Tiger. I don't push for golf. I push. For let's let's not Tiger. pretend you don't push no, for golf. You push for golf, brother. Tiger. Every you week you talk about, about golf, and and it just doesn't get over the hump. Every week, it's literally it happened last week. You literally talked about last week, like yeah, this Invitational, this guy won, this guy won. like I never heard of these dudes. This dude Scotty like, Scheffler yeah, won guy. three times in the last five weeks. Shot up to number this one. Dude. You don't think he's hot on eBay right now? No idea. I can guarantee you he's not hot on eBay. I guarantee you he's not hot on eBay. (laughs) Tyler, over under 50% of our audience knows who that is. Over under 50% of our audience knows who Scotty Scheffler is. A larger amount than that knows who Nikki Lauda is. That's not the question. That's not the question. A larger amount than Nikki Lauda. And you pick that to win. But side note, 50% higher over under. I mean, look, is that time for kids? <laughs> <laughs> That's an under is what that says. Look, I mean, is that time for kids? It's selling well. Dude, I, like Tyler's got to be looking at some Harry Potter stuff because my man Tyler is flustered. So, this is the I'm most so flustered sad. I've seen Ty ever. 
He picked the F1 cards he probably wanted Harry Potter to win. And then said that, like, he doesn't talk about golf. He only talks about Tiger Woods. And Yeah, that was a, that was a ridiculous statement, Ty. Like, can we own that? I talked about Colin Morikawa. I made some commentary about, like, you know, how... Right. You've, you've talked about the mix. sport at large. Yeah. I'm a golfer. Right, which That's is not what, what you do. said 30 golf. seconds ago. Like, all right. Golf is what I do. It's in my blood. Respect. You play some golf. Yeah, I, I'm all pro team golf. Love golf. I'm just not like, hey, I'm not pro golf. I'm pro Tiger. But I'm telling you about this Scotty Chef Scheffler guy. That I'm pro Lewis Hamilton. I'm not pro F1. No, that's different. No, I can't. Get that, no, that's what Tyler's saying. I'm saying. Oh, first yeah. off, my yeah, golf no, push wild. compared to y'all F1 chatter is crazy. Significant. I would call it significant. F1 significantly less. Oh. <laughs> Cut the tape. Cut the tape. That I can't get Thank you. Cut the oh tape. Oh, my. He's been talking about golf since the first episode. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we got more. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That is a wrap on Card Talk. We didn't get. We're not doing releases? Clearly, Donner's football comes out this week. Okay. Clearly, Donner's football's out. Yeah, clearly Donner's. The one thing I saw somebody said, and I think it's, I mean, I love Panini for bringing out different products because this is supposed to be a cheaper price point for for cards. Um, it's pre-selling much, much higher than it probably should be, um, full disclosure. But wh- but where's where's Prism? Where's NT? Like, I just, like, I- I'm willing to push clearly Donner's back a couple months and throw it out later to get Prism football on, like, we're, we're two months or we're a month postseason. Like, that's the only thing I, you know, I would love to love to see some prison football right now. Is anyone in the world asking for clearly Donruss? Uh People looking for a cheaper hobby box. They've 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 had the opportunity to get a cheaper hobby box for months. What would that be? Regular Donruss. Regular Donruss is over four hundred a box. What's clearly Donruss? Pre-selling at three forty nine. Okay, great. So fifty bucks cheaper. <laughs> No, I think I I'll look up Donruss. I think Donruss is like five hundred a box. Which Donruss, is more overpriced, Donruss or clearly Donruss? Clearly Donruss. Cle- clearly Donruss, for sure. Oh. Clearly Donruss is probably a two hundred. So tell people to go that fifty dollar box, two hundred twenty five dollars. Well, Lou just booed you in your face. Booed me? Yeah, just buried you. I'm a pro Ryan Johnson human, but that makes no sense. What you were saying? What? A cheaper hobby box makes no sense if it's fifty dollars cheaper when it's been out for months. When's the last time you've had a hobby box NFL uniform under three hundred dollars? Two thousand nineteen, probably. But like, that would be the argument I would make. Is that somebody's looking? But for it's not selling for that. For right? It's years. selling for three fifty. You just said for now until it gets under three hundred. It's one autograph card per box and twenty cards. Right. I I don't understand the argument you're making because it's selling for more. Yeah, people want a cheap hobby box. It will it. It's three fifty on the big the big places. It won't be three fifty at every single place in America. You know what else would make Don regular Donner cheaper if they just put out Prism? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a supply and demand thing. You don't think Prism coming out has an effect on the Donner's box? Donner's has gone up since release day. Because there's nothing else out. There's fifty products out. Nothing at the same level of Donner's. Everything's better than Donner's. I disagree. So does everyone else. Donner's is Zenith has gone out. Has gone up. Would you consider Zenith, Zenith has to nearly be a higher quality doubled. product than Donruss? Yes. Okay, that's where we disagree. 
Yeah, I'm not putting Donruss on the same level as a lot of... Donruss is like an entry-level, like, top Series 1 baseball-type product. I don't disagree with you. I'm saying if Prism comes out, everything else goes down because there's less interest in those things. I disagree. Okay. Prism will be so expensive, not everybody can afford it. People want a cheaper, affordable option from the 12 to $1,400 Prism will be per hobby box. Breakers will drive up the price of Prism because everybody wants to join a group break. So Prism will go through the roof. And then the other things, again, like I don't think they're going to be... When you say through the roof, let's have a conversation. What are you talking about price-wise? $1,500, $1,600? Prism will be two grand a box by the end of the year is what I would I would expect. 2021 Prism, or yeah, 2021 Prism will yeah. be $2,000 by the end of 2022. What's what's last year's at? 2500 bucks a box? A little bit of a different class, but yeah. And also, Five QBs in the first round? That's one, gotta matter. It mattered last year. One of them went to the Super Bowl. The other one's probably this, in a top seven quarter. A thousand. Uh, like, if you're asking me if I'm taking Burrow and Herbert or all But it has an effect on the prices. Thousand. 2021 sure. is, is for all he is and all he is, and he's my guy. Zach Wilson didn't have a great rookie year. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> had a horrible rookie year. Mac Jones Let's stinks. See. Justin Fields barely played. Trey Lance can't play the position. Like, what are we talking about? Trey Lance is going to start this year. Justin Fields. Did you see the quote was... that came out today about them? John yeah, Lynch was like, yeah, we're planning to have him next year. And then Shanahan was like, there's a scenario where he's back. <laughs> talking about <laughs> Garoppolo. Yeah, because they can't get anything for him post-injury. Post-injury surgery. Jimmy G. I would trade for Jimmy Garoppolo over a lot of yeah, quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree. Gives you a shot. Yeah, Prism. Uh, Carson Wentz. So like, what are we talking about? I take Jimmy G over Jimmy. Yeah, it might not get quite to two grand. It might not get quite to two grand. I think that's where it's going to settle. And last year is just $27.99 uh, $27. on DA. DA card world. Ryan, you starting Ryan? Uh, you starting Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill? Jimmy G, for sure. You starting Jimmy G or Carson Wentz? Jimmy G. Sorry, Jimmy G or Jalen Hurts? Jimmy G. Jimmy G or Matt Ryan? Jimmy G. Closer than people want to admit. Jimmy G. Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Is, no, bro. Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan is... Matt Ryan may not last the season, bro. Matt Ryan wins a Super Bowl like Matt Stafford did. He's a Hall of Famer. You think Matt Ryan can win a Super Bowl? I would bet Bowl? you any... Hang on. No, 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 no. Ryan, I'll bet you any amount of money you want that they don't even get out of the first round of the AFC. Any amount of money you want. Like, they don't win one playoff game. One. Matt but you, any amount Ryan's of money you want. career is finished. Any amount. And now he's going to be in a new organization six weekend. He's like, this coach wants to tell me what to do? I'm out of here. We're a one and five. I'll, I'll die on this hill forever. They will knock it out of the first round. If they make the playoffs at all. He was not making the playoffs. They might. There's no one at the division. It's really, really bad. But the Titans are good. Yeah. It's Devin the Titans. Ryan Titans weren't exactly superstars last year. Oh, they should have won that game. All right. All right, that's a wrap. Goodbye, everyone. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.